Blog Talk Radio. We got speculation. We got all sorts of good stuff tonight. We're going to get you ready for TLC tonight only on the WWE Network, which is, of course, $9.99 a month. Thank you all for tuning in. You should go or check us out on the Facebook. That's Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Again, Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. We got a show chat going on there right now. Head over, like us, get involved in the conversation. We want to hear your opinions. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, we have a thread going uh, during Raw, discussing what's going on in Raw. And what the hell, we'll probably have a thread going tonight during the pay-per-view. Get on the Facebook. Get on board. Let's hear your opinions. Check us out on Twitter, the handle at the Ken Reedy Show, on the Twitter. Tweet us whatever you want. Hashtag us. You know, do the hashtag thing that's so 2014. Check us out on, on the Twitter. Also, you can check us out on our website, the Ken Reedy Show. Dot com. We have uh, blogs, pictures, fan pictures, uh, a lot of bios, uh, everyone involved in the show. So you want to check us out on the website, thecanreadyshow.com. Most importantly, as always, is to hear from you, the listeners, 347-838-9815. Again, 347-838-9815. The past couple episodes, man, you guys have been bringing it with the phone calls. Bring it strong tonight. Last pay-per-view of 2014, so you bring it strong. We want to hear your thoughts on TLC and what's going on, you know, going into Monday Night Raw tomorrow night. Just to let you guys know, tomorrow night we'll be back on the air at 6.30 for our usual time slot. We'll be doing a year-end spectacular, uh, giving out some year-end awards as well as uh, going over, you know, kind of a retrospective on on what the year 2014 meant to the world of pro wrestling. You want to get on our Facebook right now because we got the ballot up for three different awards. So get on the Facebook. Get your votes in. Your votes counts for three of the most major awards. We're going to have other awards that the uh, the TKRS crack committee is going to decide on, and we're going to do awards and a retrospective tomorrow night, 6.30 to 8 o'clock. Be sure to check that out tomorrow night. Uh, before we get into the show, I just got to, 
put it out there. Apologies. Uh, if you know, technology, sometimes it's our friends, sometimes not so much. Uh, if you're listening to us on Monday, uh, the show we broadcast through Blog Talk Radio using Skype. And I think it literally was like the last minute 30, two minutes of the show, Skype just crapped out. I just uh, got the thing on the on the screen. Uh, Skype is not responding. It's like, oh, oh, good. You know, you couldn't have waited like two more minutes, and then that would have been fine. Um, so if you were listening and all of a sudden you had dead air, uh, blame Skype. Write Skype. Complain to Skype. It wasn't our fault, though. But apologies nonetheless if you are listening, but that's what happened on our last show. But let's get into it. So many things to, to talk about tonight. Um, you know, and with all the things we have to get through and, and kind of try and try and just make sense of this 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 landscape right now that is ever changing uh coming out of 2014 this landscape of professional wrestling heading into the last pay-per-view for the WWE of the year to help me just make sense out of all of this couldn't do it out my tag team partner Dave who is on the line Dave how you doing this evening It is I the help make sense maker Dave Rosenbluth <laughs> here to 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 make sense of what has taken place in 2014. I would like to say 2014 can be summed up um, in, 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 a, in a small statement by saying 2014 we saw in wrestling, uh, they were flirting with the future. Now in 2015 is when you're going to make the big move. It's like when you're flirting with a girl and then you make the move to, to ask her for the phone number at the end of the night. Uh, you know, I think that's what we saw in 2014 when it came when it comes to that with the future of wrestling in all areas: WWE, TNA, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, the Upstart Global Force Wrestling. You know, so I, I I would say 2014 was flirting with the future. And I think you know it's a good point, and we're going to get into all that stuff tomorrow night. Um, but I, I think it, you know it's it's interesting because I think usually. For me, at least, when it comes to things like pro wrestling, like it's very difficult to understand um, a change is occurring when you're in the moment. You know, a lot of times you look back on things like, oh yeah, that was definitely the time that like things started to change, and it usually happens like a few years later, and then you can like earmark like, oh yeah, that was definitely the year that the change started. I think what made 2014 very unique was we could see it. You know, it was happening right in front of us. It was very apparent that the whole landscape of the pro wrestling scene is is going to be very different over the next five six ten years and uh you know that's going to be a fun thing to discuss tomorrow night as far as we uh getting into that retrospective 2014 but along those lines you know as, as things are changing the winds of change sweeping across the client the uh the scene in, in professional wrestling to, to stay you know with that we're going to change things up a little bit tonight and when we do these pay-per-views the pay-per-view shows we do the pre-games Every episode, we have we have our format, and then towards the end of the show, we do our nod of approval. We only do that like once a month when we do our pay-per-view pre-games, uh, so we do that once a But I'm going to change it up. So you know what? We're going to do the nod now. We're going to kick off the show with our nod of approval. So, you know, the nod, if it's the first time you're listening, the nod is something that, you know, Something that you you dug in the world of pro wrestling, it could be a promo, it could be a show, it could be a, a match, but that's our nod of approval. We're going to do it now instead of at the end of the show. The Ken Reedy Show, Nod of Approval.
And there you have it. That's our cute little promo. I mean, we might have changed where we put the nod. We're still keeping the same promo. But anyway, um, collectively, you know, we had our, our pre-show uh, discussion meeting. We were talking about things. And along the lines, you know, and, and we're going to dissect the pay-per-view. And I think the pay-per-view's got a lot of potential to give us some real solid, entertaining matches. But, you know, I'd be lying. And I think we, everyone would be lying if we're going to say we're excited about the buildup. But, again, the WWE creatively and everything has been a bit lackluster. And this is an interesting way for me to start off the nod of approval. But what I'm going to say is, you know, it's, it's been it's been tough as of late for me as a fan, um, aside from just being a, a host, but as a fan, to, to get excited about anything that I'm watching in, in the world of professional wrestling. And uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, I, I, the nod collectively for the two of us, Dave, is going to NXT, uh, Thursday night's program, our evolution. Um, I, I thought it was it was a, it was a you know I know when it comes to Vince McMahon, this is a dirty word, but I'll tell you as a fan, NXT Thursday night put on a very good wrestling program. Your thoughts, Dave? Absolutely, top to bottom. I mean, you know, I I, I always get excited for. For, for pay-per-views and the level of excitement can be up and down and but you know Thursday night I was very very excited for NXT I mean it was the the advertised debut of uh, Kevin Owens who went by Kevin Steen in Ring of Honor and on the indie scene uh, Sami Zayn and Adrian Neville for the NXT title the the, the women's championship with uh, Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks um, the, the the debut as a team of uh, uh, they, actually they no, they date. they were on TV a few weeks ago. But uh, Hideo Itami and Finn Balor, great you know, entrance by Finn Balor, former Prince Devitt. Uh, top to bottom, everything was just. It, you, you mentioned it earlier in the pre-show, and I'll kind of bring it up. But you talked about the simplicity of the storytelling, in that there wasn't a whole lot of personal um, uh, storylines where they needed to have like a, a, a real personal gripe with each other. It was just basic wrestling storylines. It was very simple. You know, it was about, you know, a falling out of a friendship over a title. One was just about a title. One was just about pride. You didn't have to have something stupid like this one slept with his mother and, and this one, you know, kidnapped his sister and all this other stuff like you've seen in wrestling over the years. Um, I mean, it far and away is a completely different show than what you're seeing in WWE uh, television on the main roster right now. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was I thought it was one of the best uh programs that NXT has put out there and that's one of the, the, the beauties of WWE Network and I think that they dropped the ball last month when they gave you the network for free they should have showcased NXT more on the, on on WWE television to get people to subscribe I think NXT should be one of those those flag bearers the flagship of the network to to get people to watch it because of the content that they put out I mean it's in ring bell to bell everything I can't say enough good about it yeah, I mean, you know, and it's funny because as I was watching the show, um, what really struck me and resonated with me and kept like going over and over in my head was Vince McMahon on Austin's podcast. And, you know, and he, he has said this before, but, I mean, he really, you know, wrestling is a dirty word to him. I, I mean, pro wrestling is just, you know, that's something my father did. We do sports entertainment. And, and Austin tried to push him like, no, but it, it's wrestling. I mean, there's wrestling, you know, when you're in the, when you're in the ring, it's, it's a wrestling match. It's sports entertainment. Um, I just, I, I loved, you know, 
I mean, maybe that's that's part of where wrestling needs to go. It was just a simple storytelling, um, good storytelling, and that's that's wrestling, and that's why we all became fans. And and you know, it's one of those things that I thought the show was very good. Um, I, I I you know the guys. I'm not one of the you know I'm not being naive or or, or you know these guys still need seasoning. It's not. I'm not looking at. I didn't watch NXT and, and say, "Wow, this is amazing." Everyone needs to come up to the main roster. I think everyone still needs work. Um, I thought there was there was phenomenal stuff, and again, like simple storytelling. Um, but guys need work. They they need some seasoning down there, and I think especially what we're seeing out of create creativity on the main roster. I wouldn't want to see half these guys come up to the main roster because who knows how they're going to be used up there. Let them get down, stay down in NXT, let them get their feet wet, uh, let them become better, and hopefully when they're brought up, they, there's there's a, a spot for them, and they're used effectively. But it was a good wrestling show. It was one of those shows that kind of reminded you why you're a wrestling fan. Um, you know, all the matches were solid. Again, like I said, simplicity in storytelling, but the storytelling worked, and that's that's what pro wrestling is. And pro wrestling, as far as I'm concerned, is not a dirty word. Um, I, I I enjoyed uh, Kevin Owens' debut. Um, and, and one of the things that I did get a kick out of, you know, and, and this is like when you talk about uh, creativity and, and creative and what they're writing and how, like, simplifying storylines. One thing that struck me was, you know, one of the things that for years with the WWE on the main roster, you know, you go watch a pay-per-view, and when that logo pops up at the end, you know it's over. You know, anytime you're anticipating something kooky happening, something crazy happening, and you're waiting for it at the end of the pay-per-view, once that logo comes up, you know, all right, fine, we're done, nothing's going to happen. Um, kudos to creative with NXT that the logo popped up at the end, and then Owens decides to go after Sami Zayn. Um, after this, you know you know, indie love fest reunion kind of vibe and everything, and Sami Zayn walking out, the, the NXT champion. Um, you know, Owen turns on him. I thought it was a really cool turn. Uh, again, basic storytelling. You have two guys that are friends. One guy comes in. You know, you know the past relationship between the two of them, and, and Owen's turns on Zayn. I, I thought it was not only it was, again, simple simple storytelling, but it was so cool that I didn't see that coming because as soon as I saw that logo come up, I'm like, all right, the, the show's over. Um, and, and I thought that was that was really cool. So, I, you know, I think Kevin Owens, a.k.a. Kevin Steen, um, you know, he did a, a really – like he made some noise in his NXT debut. And I, I just thought, you know, top to bottom, we got a, a real solid wrestling show, Dave. And it, it's something where – when we, when I know I keep saying it, but, you know, when you have storytelling like that and, and you're keeping it simple, you know, maybe it's something that creative on the main roster could, could learn from. Well, like you, I, I didn't I didn't see that coming um, when Owens had turned on Zane because, you know, they really emphasized, you know, how the two of them were best friends. I mean, throughout the show, not just in that last match either. I mean, you, you, earlier in the show you saw Zane sitting in the locker room um, trying to prepare and Owens was on the next bench over um, and, and they had made mention of their, their previous friendship. And if you, you know, I'm sure there are people that listen to the show know their history when the two of them used to, you know, work together in Ring of Honor. They were best friends, but they were also very bitter enemies, and they made better um, rivals than they did, you know, allies um, in Ring of Honor and in other independent promotions. So the guys, those, those two 
had kick-ass matches. I've seen some of their stuff on YouTube. It's just been phenomenal stuff. These guys just have, have gone out there and killed each other. And I was surprised that they brought it so soon to NXT. But I think people people were clamoring for it, and they wanted to see. When they knew that WWE signed Sheen, the first thing everyone said was, well, they got to pair him up against uh, Generico, Sam, you know, Sami Zayn. And, you know, WWE and NXT, uh, you know, they, they've given the fans what they want. The interesting thing here is, is that, and, and we can, you know, a couple of things, actually. We could tie this into tonight's pay-per-view. Um, first and foremost, you know, you talked about, like, how all the guys need ring seasoning um, still. They, they still need some work. They're, they're great, but they still need some work before they make it to the main roster. One person who I think blows everybody far and away that deserves to be on the main roster is Rick Flair's daughter, Charlotte, the, the, the NXT Women's Champion. I mean, she, when, when, when it was announced that she was first going to, you know, be a part of WWE, I thought, okay, well, you know, she's got a good look. She's got the, name, the, the Flair name attached to her. She's Rick Flair's daughter. I hear she's athletic in, like, volleyball and gymnastics. She'll get by in her ring work. She'll, she'll, she'll garner some success, and she'll probably ride off the Flair name. Um, but she'll, she'll be successful in, in the wrestling business. And watching her, you know, the past few, you know, NXT specials that I've watched, even some of the NXT episodes, she's, she's probably the best, one of the best women's wrestlers I've seen. She's like her father. Her technique in the ring—it's very crisp. It's—it's it's very, you know, it, it, the, the the wrestling itself, the technical. She's she's very she's caught on very quickly, and and you know, and I'm sure it helps that her father's a Nature Boy, Ric Flair. The difference between her and the girls on the main roster is, and there are some girls on the main roster that are good, but the girls on the main roster—they look like they play fight. Like they don't look like it's wrestling. They look like they play fight. Uh, Charlotte looks like she wrestles. Like she's just a like a, a, a good wrestler, so it's a testament that they that they 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 broadcast that they put that out there, you know, and they let these these kids down there in NXT, you know, have these amazing matches and they like show up the main roster, and that's the other thing about tonight. Tonight, you know, the rumor has it that the main roster doesn't want to be shown up, you know, with the last pay per view of 2014. So we might see a really kick ass pay per view tonight. And, and the main roster show the NXT guys that there's a reason why that they're on the main roster. And the other rumor I've heard is that some of the main roster guys have some resentment towards the NXT crew because NXT is seen as giving those guys more opportunity than some of the main roster guys have had. You know, the main roster guys feel like they're handcuffed creatively, um, whereas the NXT guys, there's only three people writing it. And there isn't as much micromanagement by Triple H as opposed to Vince on the main roster with the storylines and with the promos and everything else. So these guys on NXT have a little more freedom um, to, with their in-ring work, with their storylines, as opposed to you know the main roster where they don't. It's it, this is what you're doing, and this is how it's going to be, and that's it. Um, so some of the main roster guys feel like that. You know the, the NXT talent's good, but they're not any better than them. And the only reason why it, it, it looks that way is because NXT is a completely different animal than going up to the main roster. So I have a feeling that tonight we could be surprised by a lot of matches, just by the entire card in general, considering uh, what took place uh, last you know last Thursday night at Takeover. And I, I truly believe that there's a good chance that we could see um, the Dean Ambrose Bray Wyatt match be the main event for tonight's pay per view. Uh, so that the, the fans don't hijack the show when they see John Cena closing out the pay-per-view. 
You know, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, and, and I mean, I hope so. I mean, I really do. I hope that, that you know, something we've talked at length many times on this show, and I'm sure everyone has, it's even casual conversations as a wrestling fan that, you know, you look back, and even, um, you know, on, on the podcast, where, you know, Austin brought it up to, to McMahon, you know, WCW versus WWE competition, uh, you know, would, would breed just each side trying to bring out their best. I honestly, as a fan, I hope there's resentment. I really do. I hope the main roster is, is kind of pissed at, at the, the positive attention that, that NXT is getting. I mean, on Friday, you go across the Internet, and everything that, that you're reading is is basically like, why are we not seeing programming like this on Raw and SmackDown week in and week out? I mean, that was essentially the vibe that, wow, the WWE has talent and can put on a good show. Why aren't we seeing it on Raw and SmackDown? Um, and, and I think that's telling. And I, and I hope, as I mean, if I was on the main roster, I would resent that. I, I would be pissed and I'd be like, we got to put on a, a kick-ass show. We got to show, you know, basically we got to show these kids why your NXT and we're WWE. That would be my attitude. And I hope that they're looking at, at doing that because um, it, it's been lackluster lately. Raw has been difficult to, to watch for three hours. And, and NXT gave us like a real, you know, solid show on Thursday night. And, and as a wrestling fan, yes, a pro wrestling fan, um, you know, I, I really couldn't have wanted more out of, out of what that show gave us. And, and it's, it's an interesting dynamic with NXT and the WWE, and I know it, it seems like philosophically they're looking to to keep the two separate. Um, I agree with you right now. As far as anyone who belongs on the main roster, it's Charlotte. Charlotte needs to come up. I mean, she's she's by far the best female wrestler in the company. Period. Both both rosters, any place. Like why she's in NXT. I mean, that to me was very telling to have a, a female that good in NXT and the crap we see week in and week out from the divas. Uh, in, in the WWE is just it's ridiculous. I mean, just just bring her up already. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, and we discussed you know on the show, like you had said, Dave, like why why not on Survivor Series if if NXT you can only see on the WWE Network, why not throw in a uh, an NXT Survivor Series match in the pre-show to just kind of help promote NXT? But they it seems like they're really keeping the two shows very separate. But I, I'm hoping that. This, uh, you know, this pushes them. This pushes the main roster a little bit to to get better. So, I mean, you know, a, a long-winded explanation, but uh, I guess for, for us, for Dave and I, you know, being wrestling fans, um, it was exciting to, to see a show like that. That, to me, was, it was a wrestling show. That reminded me why I am a pro wrestling fan. So, uh, uh, for both of us this week, a little bit early, but NXT's uh, Our Evolution gets our nod of approval. The Ken Reedy Show Nod of Approval. So there you have it, a little, little uh, NXT conversation. Um, you know, it's probably, you know, Dave, it's probably the most we, we've ever talked about NXT, but uh, exciting stuff last Thursday night. And we're going to get you ready for uh, tonight's TLC pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, Dave, I mean, interesting stuff. I mean, overall, again, it's, it's one of those pay-per-views that I think that, you know, we might get some really good matches. And if they are, like, uh, incensed by what NXT uh, put on and the challenges them, then very cool. And hopefully we get a... 
a kick-ass pay-per-view. But, uh, you know, the build was, eh. Um, you know, it, it, it's, again, Raw has been, Raw and SmackDown uh, have, have not been the easiest shows to sit for the duration uh, as of late. Um, you know, one of the things that struck me, we're going to go match by match, but, you know, one thing that really struck me, and I, I get it, it adds something, but you you have this big setup, and you have this authority in play, and, and they're, they're, you know, screwing everyone over, and so here comes, you know, John Cena, knight in shining armor, that John Cena is going to come in there because there's, there's a, 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 the authority, this, this, this governing body that is treating him unfairly, and so he is going to battle to get this governing body out of power, and he battles and succeeds. His team wins. He gets the authority out of power because he needed them out of power because he was being treated so unfairly. That's, and then, so that was the whole point of everything. The whole point of that storyline was Cena needed to get the authority out of power because he was sick of getting treated unfairly. And then, lo and behold, the anonymous Raw GM shows up again, and he's got to put his number one contendership on the line against, uh, you know, if he loses, he loses his number one contendership. So it was like, well, you just, so all that was for nothing. You're, you're retreating unfairly for, for however long, and then all of a sudden, whoever was that anonymous GM continued to treat Cena unfairly. So, um the build for this creatively going into this pay-per-view, I can't say I'm, I'm a, you know, enthralled by it. Uh, I find it interesting. We're, we're seeing, um, you know, as much as the authority, quote-unquote, is out of power, um, the, the, the people that were kind of part of that group are behaving and acting uh, very much like a faction, and I wonder if we'll get a new faction at some point, but... Uh, it's it's one of those weird kind of things, Dave, that, you know, it's wrestling. I enjoy getting together, hanging out, having a few brews, watching a pay-per-view. I think we got some potential for some real solid wrestling tonight. Um, but the build is, I, I, again, I'm, I I can't say that I'm, I was excited going into TLC. No, I wasn't either. I mean, I think that stipulation with, uh, you know, Cena was done to add some, some drama to the match because I don't think there was really – much of any between him and Rollins to begin with. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it seems like it's been a rehash of survivor series. Like you said, with, with some guys acting as a faction, you know, from the, from the former authority and members of team Cena still kind of, you know, together against this fight against this group, um, that's acting on behalf of the former authority. Uh, it just seems like they're in the mo- they go through the motions until you get to WrestleMania season, which is you know, you know, not too far away. You know, right around the corner for you know, starting with the Royal Rumble. Um, seems like creative out to lunch until until that point. And uh, you know, there's there's a few matches on this card that that I look forward to, but for the most part, December pay per views have always had that you know kind of uh, holding pattern kind of feel. You know, it's the holiday season. Not too many people order pay-per-views during that time of year. You're buying Christmas presents for loved ones. Um, you know, now that WWE is trying to get away from the pay-per-view business with the network, um, maybe maybe we'll see more people, you know, watching this program tonight. Uh, but I don't see any crazy surprises taking place. I would be shocked, but I, I do expect to see some good matches. 
Um, you know, I look forward to Ziggler and Harper in a ladder match, the dynamic between those two. They've worked well together. I look forward to Ambrose and Wyatt in the TLC match. I think that should be the closer. Um, I mean, overall, I'm not expecting a, sh- a, a, a blow-away pay-per-view, but um, I, I want to... I, Optimistically, I hope that I'm surprised. I hope that you know that, that things go a little bit differently than the normal WWE pay-per-views that we've been accustomed to to, to expect over the years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping we get a good show. And it, again, it's one of those weird kind of dynamics that you know, on paper, uh, match for match, uh, got some stuff that that can be very entertaining. Um, the build going in. Uh, not so much, you know, and that's, that's one of those, like, you know, for us, it's tough, you know, we're, you know, you're trying to analyze the pay-per-view top to bottom. And, and when the build is not there, it makes it difficult to really kind of get your, sink your teeth into, uh, cause you know, you want to talk about the storylines. You want to talk about, uh, you know, what, what this means, what, uh, you know, the, 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 how the program has been between two individuals and things like that. And, you know, it does go back to that whole writing and creative thing that we were discussing with, uh, you know, TLC, like the TLC with uh, NXT, you know, like you said, the, the, the heat wasn't there. Uh, there wasn't much of a storyline between uh, Rollins and Cena. Uh, so they add that. And to me, that's that's kind of like just a cheap, like, uh, you know, an easy way to do it. Just, hey, let's, let's Cena loses the number of contendership. It, it's an easy fix as opposed to, you know, maybe having something a little more creative go on between Rollins and Cena to build heat between the two of them. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens tonight. But you know, we let's go out to the phone call. We we got some some people on hold, and we got Mister Trivia who's been who's called right from the very beginning. So let's get his thoughts. Let's pull him up right now, Mister Trivia. How you doing tonight? Hey Ken, how you doing? Doing all right. What do you got for us this evening? Yeah. Well, like you know, like uh, Dave said, I agree with Dave. I, I think it's going to be a really uh, really good pay per view. I'm expecting to see a couple of great matches. You know. The Bray Wyatt Dean Ambrose match, you know, like he says, should be the closer. I think those guys are gonna just beat the holy hell out of each other. But um, one question I want to ask you guys is: uh, Friday night on SmackDown, I saw the promo for this uh, tag team called The Ascension. Um, are they from NXT? Yes, they yes, are. They are. Uh, okay, because I don't really know too much about uh, NXT. I was just curious as to. You know where they were from and everything. I kind of, I kind of saw like a little, uh, maybe Road Warrior gimmick or something. Was that uh, shoulder pads they were wearing? They look like a tough team. Uh, yeah, I mean they're they're a very good team. I haven't like you know, Dave. Maybe you know a little better. I mean I've I've, you know I've watched NXT here and there. Uh, they're a very good tag team, but I can't say that uh, I, I'm an expert on their gimmick necessarily. I wouldn't know what to what to describe their gimmick, but they they do have like I, I can see where Mr. Trivia is going with this. They they do have a very uh, road warrior like feel to them. Um, they're a very smash mouth, you know, kind of team. Very rough, powerful, um, dominant. Most of their matches they, they they just like plow through guys. Um, so I think they're going to bring uh, something a little bit different to the tag team division on the main roster that is. Than in uh, you know what they were bringing to NXT, and I think it will be a good thing. But I, I look forward to it. I mean, they had a good match with uh, you know Finn Balor and Hideo Tommy on NXT on Thursday night, and it looks like um, 
you know, they're headed up to the main roster soon, and I think the tag team division needs it. So I look forward to seeing what they what what they bring and you know how they approach their uh, their debut on the main roster. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just uh, sitting here with the co-host of my show. Again, we're going over some stuff for the uh, for the NXT. I think uh, my prediction. I don't know. It could be sounding a little off the wall, but you know, a lot of the last. Last couple of shows that you guys have done, I've made some phone calls, and some of the predictions were um, not too correct. But I think uh, there's a possibility we might see Randy Orton tonight, and uh, I don't know, maybe he might help John Cena win. Hey, right, stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping there's something like out of the box that happens, whether it's Orton returning or something else going on, but. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, I don't know if I'd be a betting man and bet on it, but that's that's possible, Dave. It is possible. I mean, it was rumored that they were going to have him return last, you know, last month in Survivor Series in his hometown, but they felt that the Sting debut was going to be big enough that it might overshadow it. I think tonight, there's a, from what I've heard, there's a good chance he could return and get involved. Um, in either the Kane-Ryback match or the Seth Rollins-John Cena match. Um, he's scheduled for house shows against Kane uh, going forward after the holidays. So um, it's quite possible we could see him return tonight. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Yeah, uh, Ken, like you had said, you know, Monday Night Raw with uh, Charlotte, uh, very, very, very good talent. I can't believe that, uh, I don't know, I guess – you guys heard that I guess the results of that match were kind of changed or whatever, and for some reason Natalia beat her. But uh, I believe she's going to be and is, you know, the best diva on the roster, and I wouldn't be surprised if she gets called up real quick and becomes NXT, becomes uh, Divas Champion soon. Well, guys, I enjoyed mean, the pay-per-view tonight, and uh, it's nice to talk to you, and we'll uh, talk to you guys again next week. All right, Cole. Talk to you later, Mr. Trivia. Take it easy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those weird things, man. That, you know, she keeps coming up, but it's, I mean, Charlotte is just so far and away better. Um, you know, and, and who better, you know, at this point uh, to to carry your, your Divas division and, and uh, you know, you keep hearing, you know, and you hope that the secondary titles and the diva, you know, they want to elevate them a bit. I mean, who better to come up, uh, you know, have a a good run and then win the diva's title? Who better than Ric Flair's daughter? And the fact that she can perform, I mean, that's just it. You know, you hope. I mean, I get it with with storylines and stuff, and and you know, I hate to say it, but you know, a lot of times uh, titles become props more than. Um, you know, people earning them at times. Um, but I think right now, when you clearly have the best female in the company, I, I would hope that they're, uh, you know, she's on the short track to get up to the main roster. I mean, it's, to me, Dave, it almost comes off as downright silly to have someone in NXT who is so far superior uh, to everyone else on the main roster that she'd be competing with. Well, the rumor is that, um, you know, Mr. Trivia alluded to it earlier about the time constraint and uh, several, you know, ideas about her match on Raw with Natalya that got changed. Uh, rumor is that there's a good chance she could be debuting on the main roster um, after the new year. 
uh, you know, uh, early on, like January, February, in that stretch to WrestleMania. And with rumors of AJ Lee possibly being finished with the company after tonight's pay-per-view, um, she's one of those girls, you know, with, with the name recognition and the talent that she has that they could slot her into AJ Lee's role as being a figurehead for that Divas division. Um, you know, very soon. So uh, it would not surprise me. I, I mean, she, her, her face and her pictures are, are um, plastered in some of the promotional material for WrestleMania next year. Um, so that's maybe an indication that they got plans to put her on the roster fairly soon. Um, well, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I, I personally would be in favor of it. She's a great wrestler. Um, and I didn't think she was going to be this good. Like, it, it reminds me... I mean, granted, like I said, it helps that you know her father is Ric Flair, and I'm not saying that she wasn't a no, that she was a nobody before she got into the business. I mean, she was a you know a, a, a very talented college you know volleyball player. She was a gymnast. She was very athletic. Um, wrestling wasn't her first choice, but it became a love of hers um, as years went on. And she reminds me a lot of the female version of how Kurt Angle adapted. Kurt Angle went from being an amateur wrestler, winning the Olympic gold medal in 96, to transitioning to, you know, professional wrestling, sports entertainment. Nah, screw that. It's professional wrestling. Um, professional wrestling, and he caught on like he'd been there for, you know, his first year in the business, he looked like he'd been there for about 10 years, his, his in-ring work. And that's what this reminds me of. So um, if, if, if she's starting out like this, as hot as, the, as, as, hot as her in-ring work is and, and, and what she's brought to NXT – She's got a, a bright future ahead of her. I mean, like I said, she's she's the female version of her dad. Like in ring work is crisp, tight, technical wise, technical ability, far and away probably the best woman's wrestler in the roster, bell to bell. I agree with you. Let's let's continue with the the phones. I I got to get better with memorizing these phone numbers, but I think this might be Anthony on the line. Uh, Anthony, you there? Yes, I'm here, guys. Hey, what's up? Hello. What's going on? What's going on? How are you? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, kind of looking forward to uh, to the show tonight, also, only because I think some of these um, these types of matches, tables, ladders, and chairs, things like that, uh, kind of carry themselves. Even if you're not totally into the storyline, you can kind of, I think, fans get into them and people get into them more than to say that matches that are kind of regular. So I think it'll be pretty cool. And uh, obviously, uh, you guys know I'm a huge NXT guy. So the uh, NXT pay-per-view, I guess they want to call it, was, I thought, outstanding. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I wasn't surprised in any way because everything I've been watching for, I mean, pretty much since the network started and I started even watching some stuff they did on uh, Hulu Plus before that, uh, it's always been really good and really well done, and I think uh, I think it goes about back to what we discussed a lot in the summer, where a lot of people rip Triple H, but uh, I think they're starting to see uh, what he's all about. I mean, he's doing beyond a fantastic job down there. I think. I mean, I'm sure he has a lot of help, but I, he's kind of driving the ship, from what I understand. And I think uh, it's paying off for him, and may pay off for the whole company in the future. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff you're hearing right now, and, and look, it's all speculation. Nobody really knows what exactly goes on behind the scenes. 
Um, but a lot of what I'm hearing is, you know, Triple H is, is, you know, he's got his role in the WWE, but ultimately Vince has got the final say in NXT. Uh, Triple H has final say, and Triple H is really the one who's, like, running things down there. And I agree with you. It it, it shows, you know, for all the criticism that a lot of fans love to throw at Triple H, um, you just really get the impression that this this guy gets the business. He really gets it. And uh, I was very impressed with the, the show they put on. And, uh, you know, coming into TLC, hoping that, like we said earlier, that this challenges the main roster to put on a kick-ass show. And you, and you bring up a good point, Andy. I mean, these show these matches, uh, you know, they're the type of matches that uh, you know almost carry themselves. Like they're, uh, you know, they're they're gimmick matches, but they're fun. Uh, you know, they're they're a little more violent than you get nowadays. Uh, with it being more sports entertainment than professional wrestling, so uh, hopefully we'll get an entertaining pay per view. I mean, I guess the vibe tonight has been lackluster build, hoping for a good pay per view. Uh, what were your thoughts on on the build coming into tonight? Uh, I, I, I wasn't too thrilled with it. I, I, the the program as a whole right now, I don't think there's like a lot of a lot of excitement, and it's kind of I don't know. It's been a little repetitive for me. But I, you know, I I don't want to keep bringing you know I don't want to make excuses for them. But I think the injuries and the changes, I just think they kind of got caught a little out there, and they kind of. I don't know if it was changing on the fly all the time that screwed them up, but I think they went in some directions that were maybe nothing specifically, but some directions that were maybe kind of puzzling. But I, I've been really into um, uh, Wyatt and Ambrose. Um, I think that match will probably steal the show. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe or or, or even Ziggler and uh, and uh, what's his name, uh, Luke Harper. Uh, that match I'm really looking forward to. I think that one could be a show stealer. I mean, I'm sure Cena and Rollins will be entertaining. I'd be surprised it wasn't. And it wouldn't surprise me if there's some surprises in there. But I think if I was guessing, I would think the direction they kind of go in tonight is kind of maybe putting some closure on some of these things and kind of building to Royal Rumble, which I think I think really once Royal Rumble hits and we start getting start seeing a direction for WrestleMania, I think the product will just get better as a whole because I think all of us are kind of puzzled on some of the directions where they're going with anything, to be honest. And not having a champion around, at first I didn't think it would hurt. I think it's really hurting him. At first I was like, well, it's Brock. It won't hurt him because of Heyman, and he'll make his surprise appearances and everybody will go nuts because Brock's there. But it's, it's almost like myself, like I forget there's even a champion right now. And I think that's a major problem. I, I I don't know how much longer they could go on with having an absentee champion, and maybe maybe they haven't scheduled him at all because he's going to be on every Raw from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, assuming he still holds the title that long. But if they're not going to go in that direction, I would hope they would uh, make a change in the champion soon because I think not having that title there, not that you have to have a championship match every week, but I think not having it there is hurting them. And they did a lot of stuff in the Daniel Bryan angles with, with Stephanie saying, uh, if you don't defend your title in 30 days, you're going to lose it. But then you have a champion that's not around for three months, you know, the better part of three months, and I think it's 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 a major problem for him. I agree with you. I mean, it, it, and it's weird because it, it happened, you know, that soon after, you know, like the whole authority thing and, and demanding that out of Daniel Bryan. And then, um, 
you know, Brock Lesnar just isn't there. What what I found where and, and I was okay and I agree with you. I initially I was okay with Brock Lesnar being off T V. What I find odd and, and interesting with the whole thing with Brock Lesnar is the one thing that I thought would work would be well you have Paul Heyman. And so allow Heyman to maintain Brock's relevancy and, and Brock just won't be there. Um, it, it's been unusual to me how little they've used Paul Heyman. That that's so I agree with you on on a lot of levels. I'm okay with the champ not being there, and I'm okay building that vibe that you know when the champ is there, when the champ wrestles, that is something special. But you have to skate that line going from the champion, you know, being special to being irrelevant, and, and I, it was just unusual to me. I thought like. You know, Heyman is such a great mouthpiece that, yeah, just use Heyman to keep Lesnar relevant and you're cool. It's been unusual that they haven't used uh, Heyman as, as much as they could have. I know, Dave, you're kind of a, you, you, you're okay, though, with, with Brock's absence as of late, correct? Yeah, I, I, still, don't, I, I still don't think it's I, – I do agree. With, I do understand both your points of view. And I think – excuse me. I think that an occasional appearance, you know, of the satellite – a video package, um, you know, maybe a, a, a Michael Cole sit-down interview, um, you know, occasionally, once in a while, you know, to keep his presence on television um, would would help. Um, you know, and Heyman not being around as much, I was kind of surprised at that. Uh, but at the same time, they only have plans to keep him with Brock um, and putting him on TV just to talk about somebody who's not going to be there, I guess maybe the, they don't want to do that. That's not their that's not their way of, uh, you know, using Heyman, which I understand. Um, but you know, I don't. I still don't have a major issue with it. Um, but yeah, could could it be a little bit better? Absolutely. But um, I still think it makes his appearances. Yeah, he's been gone for so long, and he hasn't really been spoken of. But it, it still makes his appearances seem. That much, when he does appear, that much more special. Like he's scheduled to be on Raw tomorrow night, so people are going to tune in to see why has he been out for so long. Uh, what's his plan going forward? You know, what's he going to do as champion? How long is he going to be sticking around for? I'm sure. I'm sure as the day is long that tomorrow night when his segment comes up, whether it's the first, middle, or last, there's going to be eyeballs on that TV set, and it's probably going to be one of the highest rated segments of the sh- of, of the show. Because people are going to want to tune in to see, you know, what's going on with Brock Lesnar. So, um, it, it, in a, in a way, I it, it it adds, you know, his character being special. At the same time, it takes away and makes you forget that there is a champion. So it's it's kind of a. But I still don't have an issue with it. So I mean, I guess other people feel like that, you know, that that it's he needs to be there and addressed a lot. And I honestly don't think so. I mean. Let's face it, in in MMA and in boxing, you know, MMA, they have a pay-per-view every month. Is the heavyweight champion on their card every month? No. Brock Lesnar is a prize fighter in the content of wrestling storyline. So he's not going to be there every week or every month. So you got to look at it from that point of view. Boxing, boxers don't box every week or every month. They they wouldn't have a long career. You know, he's the smartest champion in, in, in WWE right now because he doesn't wrestle as often and he preserves his his his, his, uh, his health for the next match. So, 
I just think, like, for me, though, I, I wish there was just more of an explanation for it. Um, you know, again, I'm not, I don't totally hate on that either. It just, I, I, I don't know. I'm curious your thoughts, Dave. Like, did you think that they would be using um, Heyman more often to, to kind of at least keep Lesnar relevant? A little more. I, I, I did think that, you know, having him around a little more was, uh, you know, to keep him relevant was, was in the plan for them. Um, I mean, he's been on the past two pregame shows for the pay-per-view, Survivor Series and Hell in the Cell. Um, he made an appearance on Raw Monday with Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, he did a couple of pre-tape promos uh, from WWE headquarters, uh, you know, just addressing John Cena, addressing uh, WWE about Brock Lesnar, which brings up an interesting point here that I will – that uh, it may be far fetched, but I think it would number one make sense, and number two, it'd be pretty cool for it to happen. And it would just kind of really throw people off and switch things up a bit. But a few weeks ago, Heyman was on Raw and cut a pre taped promo talking about how, you know, what if John Cena loses and there is no number one contender? Who's going to be the number one contender? And he listed a few people off. And then he said, you know, you could put Brock Lesnar in the ring with the entire WWE roster and he would still win. Something along those lines. And then it got me thinking. You know, Cena's putting up his title shot tonight in the tables match with Seth Rollins. And if you watch Friday SmackDown, Rollins made a point in his promo against Cena saying, you know, 99 times out of 100, you, you back up what you say. You normally come through in a big match situation. I give you that. But, you know, this Sunday it's going to be much different because I'm the future. And JBL kind of backed up Rollins' point, too, saying what makes this so different or what makes this so different that, you know, Cena's going to walk out the winner. Could Rollins be right? Could, you know, Cena's a big-time player, but, you know, how long can he do this for? Which begs the question, Maybe we see John Cena lose tonight, and he doesn't get that rematch with Brock Lesnar. Because let's face it, wrestling fans will crap all over Brock Lesnar and John Cena 3 at the Royal Rumble like they did when Batista returned last year. So what if they decided, let's say let's say the guest GM, well, Jericho's going to be the guest GM tomorrow. What if Jericho decides that Brock Lesnar defends the WWE title at the Royal Rumble in the Royal Rumble match? doing something that's, like, never been done before in Royal Rumble history and kind of spicing things up a bit. What do you think of that, Anthony? Oh, I mean, any, any direction they go in to kind of pop, bring up the storyline with the with the title is is definitely definitely big big for me um, because I don't, like I said, I don't really see the direction, so not that I want to know because I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of being surprised, so... The more I get surprised, the better. And uh, just one more quick point, because I really don't want to dump on the product too much, because I don't want to sound like one of those fans, because I'm really not. I, I I truly believe the biggest issue, this is just for myself as a fan with Raw, and even SmackDown to an extent now, which I was kind of going in the direction where I was liking SmackDown better, was it was more about wrestling and actual matches and actual wrestling. And I think that's why I'm so into NXT right now, and I'm in the Ring of Honor, and you know, I go to you guys know I go to a lot of indie shows, and it's those all those promotions are about wrestling. There's promos and there's storylines, and they get you into it. But at the end of the day, the thing you love the most about it is the wrestling. 
And when I watch Monday Night Raw, when's the last time I've seen a match I was excited about? I can't even think of one, to be honest with you. There probably is one, but out the top of my head, I can't think of one. But I can give you every other promotion I've watched from an ROH pay-per-view to an indie show to an NXT. There's a bunch of matches on Thursday night that I was like, wow, that was a great match. And I never say that about Raw anymore. So for me, and I'm sure there's others out there like me, a little more wrestling, a little less promoting the network, a little less promoting the app, a little less promoting this and promoting that, and too many promos. They beat you to death. Uh, Rusev, I love to see him perform, but every week it's another promo and less wrestling. Well, have him wrestle more. I mean, that's my suggestion as a fan to them. I know if they're listening, some of us want to see more wrestling, (laughs) you know? I'm right there with you, man. You know, you don't, I mean, the funny thing is, especially, you know, in today's day and age, I know, look, the network is great, and it's nine ninety nine, which, you know, should be affordable to mo- to most. However, you know, people, economy's not great. People got to, you know, pick and choose where they're going to spend a certain amount of money. You know, rather than, to your point, Anthony, rather than cramming it down our throats week in and week out, get the network, get the network, get the network, nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine, dollars get the network. You know, maybe you put some good stuff out there. You get people excited to be wrestling fans. Maybe you won't have to just, you know, cram it down our throats. Maybe fans will just gravitate to the network because the product is so good. And, you know, that's one of those things, man. Like, if you go back to the Attitude Era, back to like the Golden Era when, when, you know, Hulkamania was at its height. You know, man, this network comes out, like, in, in those time periods. You wouldn't have to say it twice on Raw. And people are running, running to subscribe to it. You know, pro wrestling was, you know, in the in the the, the minds of, across, you know, pop culture. It wasn't just wrestling fans. It was it was all over the place. You know, and, and people would be running. So you know, put out a better product. You don't have to sell the holy hell out of it. You, people will just gravitate to it. And I think it's an excellent point. Uh, Anthony, that you know, just 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 get better. Just give us better stuff, and 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 everything else will fall into place if you make the product better. Absolutely, and uh, thanks for the time, guys. And I'm I'm honestly really looking forward to the show, and I really think it's going to be a good one. And hopefully, it's all looking up from here, you know. But I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys uh, shortly. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Anthony. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Take it easy. Good stuff, man. Let's let's stick with the phones because we actually have uh, our friend Justin is on the line. So let's bring him up. Justin, are you there? Hi, can I miss you, buddy? Miss you too. How's things, Justin? Very good, sir. Justin, the the the, the Ken Reedy show ray of sunshine. He comes in and uh, just everything everything just gets better when Justin calls. I mean, I'm sure like you know Dave is all the way in Connecticut. I'm sure Dave's probably smiling right now. It's just Justin calls and. Uh, we're we're good. We're happy. We feel good about things. Justin, tonight, TLC. Uh, you know, lots of matches on the card. Is there any one match you're looking forward to most tonight? Um, it's going to be Dean Ambrose versus... Oh. Uh, Ambrose is fighting Bray Wyatt tonight. Oh, right. So, yeah, that's a, you know, it's funny because that's a, that's a match. I think a lot of fans are really looking forward to this matchup. And as far as you know, we we've been a little bit negative as, as far as build and storyline and all that other good stuff. Uh, that that's one match that I think it's been there. Uh, it's been a good build, good promo work, good stuff between the two of them uh, leading up to this match. I'm really looking forward to it. 
It's cool, Justin. I mean, you are right on the pulse of professional wrestling and, and, and what the fan is, is, is looking forward to. And uh, in saying this, um, I'm curious, your thoughts. I mean, Ambrose versus Wyatt, heated, heated rivalry. Uh, who do you think is going to win? How is this match going to play out? I think Dean Ambrose is going to win against Ray Ryan. Against Bray Wyatt? Yeah. How do you think it's going to be? Like, a, you think it's going to be a, a good match, a great match, a show stealer? What do you think about the match? It's going to be a, a great match. It'll be a great match. Oh and yeah. I'm, I'm curi- I, and I'm actually curious. I want to get your take on John Cena versus uh, Seth Rollins. If John yeah. Cena loses, no longer the number one contender. I'm curious your thoughts between Cena and Rollins in a tables match. Oh. Who do you think is going to win that? Uh, John Cena. So Cena's going to keep his number one contendership. He better. <laughs> he better. You're right. You know, you should you should be Cena's manager. E? Yeah. Well, that's oh. the kind of pep talk he would need. <laughs> that's the kind of pep talk he would need in the locker room. As you there saying, like, you better. And he's, you know, maybe he's, he's feeling doubtful. He's like, I don't know if I could beat Seth Rollins. And you would just be like, you better. You better. You better. You're funny, Ken. You're Well, Justin, it, it is a pleasure, as always, to, to hear from you. Uh, enjoy the pay-per-view tonight. Remember, tomorrow night we're doing a year-end show, so give us a call tomorrow night. Let us know your, your thoughts on, on the, the year in review. And uh, if we don't talk to you, have a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday season. Thanks a lot for the phone call. Welcome, Ken. Tell Dave he's the man, man. He's the man. Dave's on the line. You can tell him yourself. Hey, Dave, you're the man. Thank you very much, Justin. No, you're the man. Oh, you're the man. No, you're the man. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Funny, Dave. I Good stuff, Justin. Thank you so much for the phone call. Give us a call tomorrow night. We'll talk to you later. All right, Ken. Take it easy, brother. Okay, booty. <laughs> Ah, uh, Justin's phone calls. Love Justin's phone calls. Always a happy-go-lucky guy. Good stuff. But uh, back to the the pay-per-view. Um, you know, it's interesting that he's and we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into like that second hour. We'll get into match by match. But uh, you know, I do think a lot of fans are are looking forward to the the Ambrose Wyatt match. And uh, you know, we've been critical of the build to this pay-per-view. And without getting into specifics as far as predictions. Um, I do think on the positive side of things, Dave, the, the the Wyatt Ambrose build has been very good. It's been the most intriguing, and it's gotten a, a good amount of time on television uh, between two newer, younger guys um, on the roster that they're they're they have a lot of faith in these two, and I just think it's they they work well together. They they did some good stuff in Florida Championship Wrestling, the old developmental territory NXT. Of course, they were figureheads of, you know, the Shield and the Wyatt, you know, groups respectively. They had a little run there. So, they, it's to me, it's, a, you know, it's something fresh and different. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, the WWE fans, not the universe, because I think that's so stupid, um, the WWE fans and wrestling fans in general have been clamoring for something fresh and different and, and you know, from compelling characters. And these two are, are are very compelling characters on the roster. Yes, I totally agree. And just to let you guys know, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but uh, 
On the Twitterverse, um, Bully Ray uh, is, is at least hinting that he is in Cleveland where TLC is to take place. So could could he could they have hidden a, a signing of Bully Ray? Could he be showing up? Yeah, probably not. But he did tweet a picture of being at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Again, take it with a grain of salt. Interesting stuff on the Twitter sphere. Honestly, it's probably, you know, Bully Ray looking to kind of grab some attention, but who knows? It would be really cool if something completely out of left field happened tonight. Uh, but he uh, tweeted a picture of Guns N' Roses plaque from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, again, take it with a grain of salt. As we get through the, tonight's night and we go into forward into TLC, uh, the pay-per-view, what we've added to our pay-per-view pregames, because um, the ratings just spiked uh, last month when we did it. But in all seriousness, we got a lot of positive uh, from this new segment. And so we're going to do this every pay-per-view because we have uh, Dave is, is probably the best wrestling historian out there. He knows his stuff. So uh, we're going to get into right now, Dave is going to bring to us uh, a pay-per-view throwback uh, segment. And this month, TLC edition. So without further ado, Dave, take us through your pay-per-view throwback. Thank you very much, Ken, and thank you, class, for attending another edition of Pay-Per-View Throwback. This month, tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Now, before tables, ladders, and chairs was a regular pay-per-view fixture in WWE, December was a host to a number of memorable events. From December of 1995 to December of 1998, WWE pay-per-views aired under the In Your House banner. Titles such as Seasons Beatings, It's Time, Degeneration X, and Rock Bottom posted some memorable pay-per-views in the month of December. By December of 1999, WWE had already dropped the In Your House title to pay-per-views and granted December to be Armageddon. From 1999 to 2008, Armageddon was home to some unforgettable pay-per-view outings in WWE. However, 2001 was the only time Armageddon was not host to a WWE pay-per-view in the month of December. That year, WWE brought its vengeance, and WWE officials felt that with the impending war on terror due to the recent 9-11 attack, Armageddon could be seen as a term of war, and officials felt the title was not appropriate at that time. On that evening, Chris Jericho became the very first undisputed WWF champion, defeating The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin back-to-back in the same evening. Before TLC arrived on the scene in the WWE pay-per-view calendar in 2009, the TLC concept was brought to life and truly revolutionized the ladder match, as you saw Edge and Christian, the Hardy Boys, and the Dudley Boys wow the wrestling world back in the summer of 2000 at that year's SummerSlam pay-per-view. A year later, TLC2 stole the show on the grand stage at WrestleMania 17 with all six of those same participants, making it the only time a tables, ladders, and chairs match appeared at a WrestleMania. One of those participants, Justin's favorite wrestler, 2012 WWE Hall of Famer, the Rated R Superstar Edge, holds the record for most wins in a tables, ladders, and chairs match with five. Two of those victories come with TLC veteran Christian, and three of those victories on his own against the likes of WWE Hall of Famer 
Nature Boy. Woo! Ric Flair in 2006. Future Hall of Famer, The Undertaker in 2008. And in a fatal four-way tables, ladders, and chairs match in 2010 against Kane, Rey Mysterio, and recently former WWE superstar Alberto Del Rio. Speaking of Kane, the big red corporate demon monster himself holds the dubious distinction of being the only WWE superstar to win a tag team tables, ladders, and chairs match single-handedly in the fall of 2002. As Kane outlasted the teams of Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy, Bubba Ray and Spike, the Dudleys, and the team of Chris Jericho and Christian. Kane's partner at that time, the Hurricane, was unable to compete due to an attack backstage prior to the match. Now, a lot of wrestling fans have been wondering, could the TLC pay-per-view have been meant to take place during the month of December in WWE? While some wrestling fans may think so, as December pay-per-view events are no stranger to elements of the concept. 2002 saw Triple H defeat his best friend, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, for the World Heavyweight Championship in a ladder match as a part of the third fall in a grueling two-out-of-three-falls match. And 2006 saw the team of Paul London and Brian Kendrick defend the WWE Tag Team Championship in a fatal four-way tag team ladder match against the teams of William Regal and Dave Taylor, Eminem, Mercury and Nitro, and the kings of the ladder match, Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys. Now, after all the history December pay-per-view events in WWE has brought us, WWE decided that the very popular TLC match concept needed to be reinvented as well as brought to life on a yearly basis on WWE pay-per-view events. The year, 2009. The place, San Antonio, Texas. We witnessed a TLC match, a tables match, a ladder match, and the very first chairs match. That night, we also witnessed a shocking WWE title change as newcomer Sheamus defeated John Cena for the WWE Championship in a tables match. No stranger to tables matches is Mr. John Cena, as he has a future WWE World Heavyweight Championship title shot at stake tonight in this match, the tables match, with Seth Rollins. Will we see Deja Vu in 2014 TLC event? TLC has been the home to many firsts in the WWE. Like I had mentioned earlier, the very first chairs match took place in 2009, which saw The Undertaker defeat Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. 2010, we saw the first and only Divas tag team table match to date, featuring the team of Beth Phoenix and Natalia defeating Lay Cool. 2011, we witnessed the birth of the Yes Movement, as Daniel Bryan cashed in his World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank contract successfully on the Big Show after Big Show had defeated the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, for that very same championship in a chairs match 45 seconds prior. This would be the only time to date that a Money in the Bank cash-in took place at the TLC event. And 2012 saw multiple firsts 
as for the first time we saw a tables, ladders, and chairs match take place under pinfall and submission rules only as the wrestling world witnessed the debut of The Shield in a six-man tag team tables, ladders, and chairs match where they defeated the trio of Ryback and Team Hell No. 2014 will see a number of firsts at TLC this year as we will witness the first ever Steel Stairs match with the Big Show taking on Eric Rowan and the first time that a WWE World Heavyweight Champion will not be appearing on a December WWE pay-per-view event. Since 1995, whether the title was defended in a match or not, the champion has been involved on the pay-per-view in some capacity, which begs the question, will we see WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar make an appearance on tonight's pay-per-view to begin hype for his WWE World Heavyweight Championship match at the Royal Rumble? Regardless of the answer to that question, tonight we can expect high-risk taking maneuvers, daredevil antics, and carnage galore, only as a result of tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. Oh, my. Class, that is the end of my lesson plan this evening. I hope you all took some good notes. Until next month, class dismissed. Very good. It's, 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 I love that segment because I, it's it's funny, man. Because I I'm one of those people that I I watch things and in the moment I enjoy it, but I, I don't retain a lot. So uh, I I enjoy hearing that good stuff. Um, but you know we we now we got the past. You you know the history of, of TLC and December pay per views. Let's get into the present. Let's start looking at some of these matches. Let's dissect this pay per view, and look at what we got in the pre show. Uh, we got New Day. New Day, New Day against uh, Golden Stardust uh, tag team match. A New Day will be Big E and Kofi uh, against Gold and Stardust. Um, I think we we might have a you know honestly anytime you put Kofi Kingston on a pay per view, even a pre show match, uh, he, he performs, man. You know he's a smaller guy. He's he's not someone that I, I'm ever going to say deserves to be in the main event picture. Um, but he's a solid, solid performer. I, I think we're going to get kind of an entertaining match uh, this. Um, I, as far you know, we'll, we'll start off the predicting. And, and there's, there's not a lot really to dissect in this matchup. I think we'll have, there'll be a lot of entertainment value. I, I think we're going to see New Day emerge victorious in, in this match. Um, I, I don't think we're going to... Uh, you know we're gonna see, uh, you know the the the, the uh, titles change hands or anything, but I think we're going to see uh, New Day win their matchup against the Dust Zizzes. Your thoughts, Dave? I I, I would let's let the love fest begin because I will agree with you. I I do think that the New Day is going to defeat uh, Gold Dust and Stardust and the Dust Brothers. Um, I think we will see, um, you know. The, they work well together as a combination. I kind of like how they're they. It, it's very reminiscent of um, the Freebirds. Uh, you know, the Freebirds debuted as a trio in World Class Championship Wrestling, and they were seen as big babyface. And this is a trio that they babyface group. And you know, a lot of people thought they were going to be positioned as heels, and it was going to be a very controversial uh, group. Um, you know, coming into WWE because there were some racial overtones that were that looked to have been expressed in some of the promos, but um, 
you know, there needs to be some challengers for the, the, the heel tag team champions, and, you know, they're pretty popular. And like I said, the combination of the three, it works well. You can have two flyers, or you can have one flyer and, and, and a big man, but they there's there's a, a good dynamic to the three of them. So, you know, Golden Stardust, they're popular, they're over. Um, they, they work well together as a tag team. I don't think that they need the victory. So um, I'm going to go with the New Day on this one. Yeah, you know, it's one of those matches that, like, and, and you know, I agree with you. I think they got to build up some tag teams. they got to build up guys to, to go up against uh, Miz and Miz Dow uh, for the championship. So, um, you know, I think this is this is an important spot for the New Day. Um, it wouldn't shock me at all in some way, shape, or form. Um, it, it's, a, it's a DQ or a counter or some, like, screwy finish. Um, but I do think New Day... Um, will come out victorious. I mean, they, they just, they're debuting them. It, it's, it's obvious that they want to do at least something with them. And, and you know, in, in pro wrestling, they, they, you know, the old adage is wins and losses don't mean anything. Um, sometimes they do. And I think this is something that, uh, you know, regardless, even, and, and I think it's going to be some sort of, you know, different finish. But even if it is a pin, um Gold or Stardust gets pinned in this matchup. I don't think they lose anything. I think they're fine. They are contenders for the tag team champions. Uh, they're, they're a good team. They work well together. Um, they're brothers. I, 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 they're fine. They lose nothing from losing this match. New Day has everything to gain uh, being victorious. And, uh, you know, when we talk about things, Dave, as far as uh, the landscape of, of of the WWE and, and the secondary titles kind of meaning something. Um, you know, the, the tag team division, they've done a nice job at, at, at building that division up. And now with New Day entering, Gold and Stardust, uh, we have uh, the Miz and Miz Dow against the Usos for the tag team championship. Uh, the, the, you know, the tag team uh, division has has been pretty solid as of late. Yeah, it's been it's it's been solid. I mean, um, I I was I don't know I wasn't a big proponent of splitting up the Wyatts. I thought they were a good team, you know, Rowan and Harper. But seeing what they've done in the singles, you know, uh, since the split, um, I, I tend to think that maybe that was the best move for the time being. Um, and I I wasn't really a big proponent of breaking up the Shield at first because I thought the Shield was great as a team. Um, and they added a lot to the tag team division. Their stuff with the Usos last year was was great stuff. But they bounced back. I mean, you know, the Usos have really held it down in the tag team division. Uh, Cody Rhodes has reinvented himself with this Stardust character. I'm not a big fan of it, but it, it seems to be catching on, and it works with the Gold Dust character. Um, so, I mean, they, they're and Miz and Mizdow have been a very popular act, even though it looks like it's going to be short term, but. Tag team wrestling, at least, it's meant it, it's meant something. The titles are defended more regularly, whereas you know, four or five years ago, tag team titles would barely be defended, and it was almost like the guys won the belt, they were champions. Maybe they would defend it once, and then they would lose it for the next team. It was like a cycle of like you know one or two title defenses for that particular team, and then they would lose the belt and they hand them over to the next guy. Seems that the tag team championships seem to have more of a purpose now in WWE, which I think is good. And I think that I still think there needs to be improvement in the division and and teams and you know the consistency of teams. But for the most part, it, it, it's been better than it has been in recent years. Um, as far as tonight's match goes, uh, you know, 
I think this is just kind of a throwaway, in my opinion. I mean, the Usos, I'm sure, you know, they're a great team, and they'll work well with Miz and Miz now, but um, this is a this is strictly a storyline that's, that, you know, meant to add more tension to the Usos and to, you know, his wife, Naomi, as well as building up the eventual split with Miz and Mizdow. So as far as predictions go, I mean, it should be a good match, but I'm going to go with the Miz and Mizdow retaining. I think we'll see some sort of finish where, you know, Naomi gets involved, maybe accidentally costing the Usos the match. Uh, I can't see her turning on her husband and joining up with the Miz, but I think we'll also see maybe Mizdow once again get take you know get the pinfall or have a, a, a fact you know be, be the deciding factor for his team's victory and then Miz takes the credit again so um, all the while you know accomplishing a few things for both teams and setting them in motion for wherever the direction they're going for their respective storylines. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, let's let's keep agreeing. I think this is a you know this is a night where at least the tag team champs uh, retain. Um, you know, Miz and Miz Dow is uh, very, I should say they're very, Miz Dow is, is very popular. Um, again, I think both tag team matches, they, they have, there's a lot of potential for a, a, a DQ. Uh, do we see, you know, geez, and now I'm like, Jey Uso. Jey Uso is married to Naomi, correct? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I hard think. enough watching the matches, telling them apart, but... You know, I mean, I wouldn't shock me at all if in some way, like, you know, the Usos wind up getting DQ'd because Jay just completely loses it. Uh, Miz winds up flirting with Naomi. Uh, I, it wouldn't shock me at all if we see a DQ in, in this matchup as well. So I think both both tag team matches have potential for there to be some sort of uh, DQ or count-out type victory. Um, but I, I think in the championship match... Uh, Right now, Miz Dow is just way too popular. The gimmick is is over, and I agree with you. I, I, you know, they can't let this go too far. This gimmick has to be short term. But right now, it's hot, it's working, and the tag team champions retain uh, the title. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. We got Mike on the line. Let's get him on board. Mike, how you doing tonight? What are your thoughts on the TLC pay per view? Mike, are you there? Going once, going yes, twice. Yes, guys, I'm here. I'm here. There I'm here. you are. What's up? Oh, All right. Uh, what do you call? I was going to say. Speaking of the devil, uh, Naomi was just talking to Miz backstage, and uh, That's you know, Tommy Well, you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. Is that is that uh, this program right here works because the Miz is trying to help her with her career, and she said. You know, she's looking to be the women's champion. She said, and that you can't help me with. And uh, he's trying to prove her otherwise. Uh, my uh, prediction for tonight will, would be uh, new, new, day, new Day over Goldust and Stardust. Dean Ambrose over Bray Wyatt. Ryback over Kane. John Cena over Seth Rollins. The Miz and Miz Dow over the Usos. Eric, I mean, the uh, Big Show over Eric Rowan, Luke Harper over Ziggler, Rusev over uh, Swagger, and I think AJ beats Nikki. Okay, all, all solid uh, predictions. I'm curious, like, what match you're looking forward to most this evening? I'm looking forward to the John Cena, um, the, uh, the John Cena-Seth Ambrose 
I mean, not Dean Seth Ambrose. I got Ambrose on the brain. Um, yeah. I think the Rollins and Cena match I'm looking forward to see because I think Randy Orton is going to make a uh, surprise, surprise appearance on Seth Rollins tonight. And by the way, there's an interesting side note. John Cena is one and three in these TLC matches. Ooh, interesting. So you think think James is not the only historian. I am the historian. I'm Mr. History. Yeah, okay. Too bad he's not competing (laughs) in a TLC match. He's competing in a tables match. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he, but yeah, but at but at TLC, he's three and one. He's the the pay per view. But he's three and one at the pay per view. I mean, I'm sorry, he's one and three. He only one. won uh, one. He went against Wade Barrett, and that was a great, a great, uh, great match when he took all the chairs and pulled him, pulled them down on Wade do you, Barrett. Do you think he? Do you think he's victorious tonight, though? Whew. Uh If he wants to, re- I think he is. Yes. I think it's going to be with Randy Orton's help, though. I mean, Randy Orton will probably come in and beat the hell out of Seth Rollins, and then that'll leave John Cena to do the AA right through the uh, the, the table. Interesting. I mean, I, I, I think that's... that's and, another a, interesting, and another interesting story. If you guys didn't hear, today I was on the top rope report with our good friend, Mr. Trivia. And, uh-huh. I, I, and he has a co-host. His name is Greg. The guy's a nice guy. And I told Greg to call your show. I said, you know, you should call the Ken Reedy show, you know. I said, they have really good guys over there. Dave's a good guy, you know, uh, Ken. And I said the same thing to Greg, you know. But I asked Mr. Trivia today, the, the, the million dollar question was like, Mr. Trivia, do you, do you hate John Cena? And he said, the reason why he didn't like John Cena is because, and if you have my Facebook, Mike Ferrara, go on my Facebook, press in the a little a button, and you could hear the whole interview. Oh, you're like that, that. So that was that was a tease you gave us there. So we want to find out why. Tease, then that you're right, exactly. If you guys want to find out more on why he doesn't like John Cena or what else was said, just go to you know, just go to it. And I'm curious on this for you guys. You guys were talking about the network before, and and, and you had a caller on Anthony, nice guy, and I was listening to every word he said. Same thing with Justin. I love Justin. I love your callers. But I was listening to what he said. And he was talking about cramming stuff down our throats. Here's what I found interesting. You own a w, the WWE Network, right? Uh-huh. And, and US, let's just say for, for argument's sake. And USA airs Monday Night Raw, okay? Uh-huh. Why have Hulu Plus? Now, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Why have Hulu Plus, who's another subscriber... Okay, and you want the fans to subscribe to your network. Why have Hulu Plus have the replays of Monday Night Raw the day after Raw is on the air, or however long it takes? Now, network doesn't air, obviously doesn't air Monday Night Raw so quickly, probably due to Hulu Plus. If I was McMahon, why would I go with another provider when I have a provider? I can answer that for you. Because he's under a television because he's under a television contract with NBC Universal, and there's money in television, he can't he can't pay himself to air Monday Night Raw and SmackDown every week. So he has that he he has to be paid from another provider, the network that he's on. Um, you know, it's, it, I'm sure that you know in the years to come, with the way cable TV is, 
and and how expensive it can be for all the crap that you don't watch that a lot of you know entities will become their own streaming services um you know hbo started at cbs um new japan pro wrestling just did recently so mcmahon he could put monday night raw on the network every single monday night and, and not be on tv but guess what he'd have to flip the bill himself because the network pays for him to air monday night raw and to produce monday night raw usa you know nbc universal they pay wwe to air that programming and i'm sure wwe takes that money that they pay him and put it towards the production and the overall um, presentation of their television shows and like i said there's money in television he, he would he, he would probably go broke if he just said you know what i'm going to take my show off the air and just air it strictly on WWE Network. Considering how many people watch Raw, an average of four million a week, to the subscriber count that's in WWE Network right now, which is like seven hundred and eighty thousand, it would it would be it would, he'd be taking a bath in it, it, it financially. It just wouldn't work out. Well, thank you, Dave. That answered my question. Very smart guy. You got a very good co-host over there that knows what he's talking about. Yes, yes, I do. But it is very, you know, it's very, very much. I mean, you say that, you know, and, and it's, it is interesting because as a fan, I hear what you're saying. Like, a lot of times, even, like, if you watch the network, like, before Raw and you watch the pre-show, like, it is weird that you watch the network and then it's like, then you got to turn it off and, and turn on USA. Like, it almost, you know, all the finances make sense. But I get it as a fan, you're just like, why? I mean, it's, it's their flagship show. It should be on the network. Well, that's not what I'm. That's, see, that's not what I was. was that that's an, a good observation. Yes, but I'm I'm more of the. Why do I have to go to Hulu Plus, another streaming service, to watch Monday Night Raws, to watch the NXT, to watch um, SmackDown, because like Dave said, they're under a contract. Do, do, do you guys have? Do you do you guys have Netflix? Uh, I do. Is WWE on Netflix or no? Uh, not the network, but a lot of their, you know, DVDs. Well, I'll say like Monday Night Raw. Can you watch Raw on there? No. No. See, Hulu Plus is the only place that you could probably watch it. And I can. I like Hulu Plus. I I I like to watch NXT on Hulu Plus too. They have exclusive rights to to to, to WWE. That's why WWE is on Hulu and not Netflix. Yeah, they probably have exclusive rights to it. That's what I just said. They do. Right. That's what I was repeating, like Ms. Ms. Dow. Okay. But uh, but uh, I'm curious Great. to know. I got my own stunt double that I don't want. Nice. Yeah, good good stunt double I am, man. I am a good stunt double. Um, but oh. I, I'm my own stunt double. Thank you. Uh, anyway, like I was saying, you were talking about history and before, and you were talking about oh, well, we were talking about I was talking about Anthony, and he was talking about how. You know, he's upset with the wrestling the way it is and everything. McMahon said on on the podcast with Steve Austin that the reason why they're doing all this stuff is to tell a story. And that's that's how it is. He says if two guys go in the ring and they wrestle, there's no story, there's no backstory, so they have to have promos. But and and I agree, you know, they could have one or two or three commercials and, and uh not do the nine ninety nine thing, but they're Again, they're promoting. This is what they're doing. They're putting it down people's throats, and they're promoting um, 
the network. They're trying to get it to work. And I understand when, when fans say, hey, you know what, I'm getting sick and tired of seeing this in the back or that in the back. How about the ring? You know, Monday Night Raw, let's start it with a match, you know, off with a match. Then we have a segment. Then we have another segment. And then keep on going with matches. You know, don't have 45 minutes of two people standing in the ring, you know, um, you know, talking about this, that, 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 and not wrestle. Because you know what? After the, at the end of the day, fans want to see wrestling. Fans want to, you know, they get, they get the commercials thrown down their throats. They want to see wrestling. I agree with you. I mean, that's, that's you know, and that, and you can't tell me watching NXT that there there was not storytelling going on there. So there's, I think what it is when it comes to pro wrestling, and we'll call it pro wrestling, um, that the, it's finding that balance. Yeah, promo work and backstage vignettes and all that stuff. That is that is part of pro wrestling. It is part of the tradition of pro wrestling. I, I don't think anybody who is a pro wrestling fan is going to say, you know, get rid of promos. But there's there's something to be said for being able to tell the story between the ropes as well as telling the story uh, through promos. And and right now, it seems like perhaps the WWE has not, is not hitting that balance as far as promos and in-ring work. And, uh, you know, again, I, I think most of us, we became wrestling fans because we liked watching wrestling. We liked watching good wrestling. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a... I, I find myself watching the network. I find myself leaving the network and, and listening to podcasts lately. Today I was listening to Kevin Nash. He was on So Cold Steve Austin's uh, podcast, and he was talking about X-Pac. And he cracked I mean, and he cracked me up. Kevin Nash is a funny guy. I mean, you know, they talk about Kevin Nash... Um, being, you know, world champion and how he didn't do such a good job. You know what? I thought he was a good champion. I thought the guy was a great, uh, you know, uh, I thought he was a great champion in my eyes. I thought he was good, Diesel. I liked him, you know. What did you guys think of Diesel? I always liked him. I, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, not big fans. He became one of those guys on the Internet that uh, it was it was fashionable to hate on him. Uh, I always liked Kevin Nash. I thought he was he was a solid big man. Um you know, I, I thought he was—he gave you some solid promo work. Uh, you know, original member of the NWO. I—I I like Kevin Nash and a lot. I think he's a. Uh, I, I again, I think it's a lot of undue criticism, uh, Kevin Nash. Mike, as always, thanks for the call, and I look forward to hearing from you tomorrow night because our year-end uh, spectacular. You know, we're going to be talking about the the big stories of 2014. So I'd love to have your take on. Uh, Oh the yeah, and uh, we're going to be, and I want to also tomorrow night talk about NXT because I tell you that that show last night, uh, the other night was great. I found myself watching it three or four times because it was just spectacular. But Very guys, have a good pay per view tonight. Let's get TLCS. I'm ready to do this, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. And let's see how my predictions come out. Sounds good. Take it easy. Sure, whatever you want. It's your show. <laughs> So we got Mike's predictions on the show, and let's let's start getting through ours because we got we got two and we we agree on both of them. We we picked the two tag team matches, uh, and we'll get a report to you as soon as possible if you're not watching because the uh, the Dust Brothers uh, versus New Day uh, is starting right now. Uh, Stardust sporting some uh, green makeup uh, today, so adding a little green to uh, his uh, outfit. So uh, yeah, go figure. Um, <laughs> He's just such a whack job. I want to get into some of the other matches on the pay-per-view. Um, I think at some point, I don't know if it was you or someone else hit on it, and, I, and I'd like to talk about this match. Uh, 
for the Intercontinental Championship, a ladder match, Luke Harper versus Dolph Ziggler. And this is a match, um, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. I think this is going to be a really good match. And, and I've said it time and time again on this show that um, you have no idea how talented Luke Harper is, what he can do in the ring. Uh, his physical gifts for a a big man are pretty staggering. Um, I I am looking forward to this match against a guy like Dolph Ziggler, uh, for Luke Harper to kind of give us at least a, a, a little bit of a hint at, at how talented uh, he really is in the ring. So I'm looking forward to seeing this this matchup. I think it's going to be a, a an impressive matchup that, that you're going to see stuff out of Luke Harper that you're going to be shocked that he's able to, to do that sort, that sort of style uh, for a man his size. I do believe, as far as predictions go, uh, it is not time yet to take that belt off of Luke Harper. So we're going to get a solid, solid back-and-forth matchup. I'll probably get some spot in there that's going to make us go, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. Uh, maybe get a holy shit moment out of this matchup. Uh, but I do think that Luke Harper comes out victorious. Uh, it's not going to be my prediction for a show stealer, but I will say this, a potential show stealer matchup. Luke Harper retains the IC title. Your thoughts, Dave? It should be good. Both guys are talented. They've worked really well together. Ziggler can bump like like it's going out of style. A ladder match. He's, he's got some history with 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 ladder matches. Um, you know, being successful in some and not in others. Uh, you know, Harper very talented. Been high on him since the minute he walked in the door. Uh, since I've seen him, he's you know, I'm, I'm right on the I'm right on the, the Luke Harper bandwagon, and I'm gonna go. And you know, once again, let's let's continue this love fest. It's the holiday season, folks. <laughs> can't, can't be at odds this time of year. It's all about you know being merry and jolly and follow la 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 la. Well, I'm I'm gonna go with Luke Harper. I think uh, I don't think it, the the time is is right to take a title off of him. You know, part of me thought to myself, you know, Ziggler been riding this wave of momentum, um, you know, coming on Survivor Series with that big win for Team Cena that, you know, he would get the Intercontinental Championship back. And you could make a case for both guys that, you know, you know that they, that they could be the champion and it wouldn't hurt the other one if they lost. But um, I think Ziggler, you know, he's had a long enough run with the title. He's been in the title picture, the Intercontinental title picture, for the better part of the, the, the second half of the year. So I think, I think Harper takes it tonight and really proves – his worth of being a big match player in a single in a singles role for WWE. Agreed. Let's you know a match that doesn't need a, a ton of analysis, but let's 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 get it out of the way. Um, Bella's uh, Nikki Bella versus AJ for the uh, WWE Divas Championship. Uh, it's a shame because this match is going to pale in comparison to the the ladies match on NXT which is part of the problem with Charlotte being down at NXT and not on the main roster. With all the rumors swirling about with AJ Lee and, and whether she's going to be with the company or not, I've always been the type of, of person that, you know, I don't take the stuff that, that dirt sheets say as law. However, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, the Bellas are definitely, you know, High end as far as WWE's plans, uh, you know they're they're kind of the quote stars of Total Divas. Uh, I I just don't think there's any way they they take the belt off of Nikki at at this time. So uh, as much as I think on the main roster AJ probably deserves to uh, 
be the champion. I say that the championship does not change hands in this match either. So uh, Nikki Bella retains. Well, all right, let me put it to you this way. Who's Nikki Bella married to? Um, who's what's his name again? That that guy. Who's not married, but who's she? Who's she associated with? Dating, been in a, in a long relationship for a while. What's that guy's name? Yeah, he's the guy. Somebody on WWE lifts, roster. Lifts weights. He's, he's, he's big, big dude. Big dude. Very, very colorful attire. <laughs> nice guy. Nice guy. Um, he's a, he's a, definitely a fashion maven uh, when it comes to, you know, performing. John Cena, that's his name. Yeah, John that's Cena. Now, 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 who is A.J. Lee married to? Some guy just had, like, a podcast a couple of weeks ago, talked a lot of crap. Yeah, not not, like not in as good a shape as 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 John. Yeah, not in as good a shape. Much yeah, different like build. Short order. Look at the Waffle House. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he just he just signed a contract to fight UFC. Oh yeah, CM Punk. That's right. I'm sure the rest of you can figure out what the result of that match is going to be, um, considering the rumors that she's that she's, you know, done after tonight. Whether it's true or not, nobody knows. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. But I just think the timing is. Uh, Impeccable, considering that you know her husband dropped the pipe bomb on a podcast, and he he made some waves, you know, getting involved in the world of mixed martial arts, which you know it's direct competition to WWE. I don't care what you know Vince McMahon says; it's competition to him. Um, yeah, I, I see Nikki Bella keeping the title, and it's probably going to be a focal point of Total Divas when the next season comes up, and uh, you know what. Uh, Maybe 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 with AJ gone, we will see Charlotte move up to the main roster and fill that void. So I'm gonna go with Nikki as well. Wow, where's it? Let's 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 keep going with the, the championship matches because uh, we do have Rusev versus Swagger. Um, you know, interesting. These guys are wrestling again on a pay per view. Uh, there are reports uh, circulating about the internet today that uh, perhaps we're going to be seeing the return of the European Championship. Uh, Considering uh, Rusev and his anti-American uh, stance, which I, I think it's, if they do that, that's awesome. I think it would be incredible if uh, Rusev comes out on, on Monday Night Raw or even tonight and says, "Screw the U.S. title. This is the European title from now on." Um, I think that's great. I have learned at this point, as much as I, I, I am waiting to see that feel-good American moment, um, I've learned now not to pick against Rusev. Um, so I guess as far as my predictions go, uh, the champs are all retaining their respective titles. Uh, I just I'm not betting against Rusev on pay-per-views anymore. Uh, Rusev with the victory and retaining at least as of now his U.S. championship. I will agree with you on that. I mean it was it's it was a a very good storyline. Had some great build-up. A good match at SummerSlam. That flag match. Uh, it brought some new life to, to, to Jack Swagger, um, and uh, I think they're just trying to revisit it uh, once again with the championship now added into place, um, being that Rusev's the United States champion. I totally agree with you. They brought back the European championship and had Rusev kind of like get rid of the United States championship and you know claim himself to be the European champion. I think that would be a total heel move that would work. It would add more dimension and depth to that character, more heat added on to it, denouncing the United States Championship. Oh, no. I mean, 
and he's not the first guy to do it. If some of you remember out there in WCW, Lance Storm won the United States Championship, and he renamed it the Canadian Heavyweight Championship um, at one point. So, and it drew him a lot of heat, and he was a big focal point of that show um, towards the end of WCW's run. So, I've, uh, I think Rusev, um, you know, retains and swagger. I think it's another, you know, hard-fought match back and forth. But, you know, they got plans for Rusev, and I don't think dropping the title to swagger is, is, is in that plan right now. So, again, we, we are in... in- Total agreement so far uh, in this this pay per view as uh, we get through you know one match that I, I think it's going to be uh, an interesting match uh, you know not a lot of technical going on and then we had two matches that uh, you know kind of similar vibes I think we're going to get with Eric Rowan and Big Show and Ryback versus Kane I think uh, you know similar vibe with both those matches they're just going to be hard hitting. Uh, Matchups, both of them. Um, you know, it's 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 interesting. Uh, both these matches for me are, are kind of hard to call. Uh, I don't know what to expect out of the the, the steel stairs match. Uh, watching the pre-show right now, there's a, a, a ton of uh, extra steps uh, around the the arena. So uh, I think that's going to be a really fun match. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a hard-hitting brawl. I think both of them are going to be... There's going to be a lot of moments in both matches where, you know, cringeworthy moments where there's going to be, you know, big Im- impact kind of moves. Uh, both these matches are going to be uh, just fights. They're, they're going to be fights. And uh, tough matches to call, but I am going to go with both these matches being hard-hitting Entertaining. I think they're both going to be really entertaining matches, but I think we're going to see. I'm going to go with Big Show and Ryback winning those two hard hitting matchups. I think we're going to get a fun spot when uh, Ryback kind of gets Kane up to end the matchup. We're going to see a nice uh, strength maneuver at a Ryback, a, a cool spot. But uh, I'll go Ryback and Big Show in the the two hard hitting matchups this evening. I, I agree with you. I think Ryback and 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 uh, Kane and Big Show and Rowan—they're both going to be very smash mouth, hard hitting matches. Um, you know, I think we'll see some creativity with the with the chairs and with the the, um, the, the stairs. And you know, the one thing about these, these gimmick matches is that there are no disqualifications. And I, I I'm going to go with Ryback over Kane. I think um, I think we'll see some sort, form of a power maneuver. I would not be surprised if Randy Orton makes an appearance. During this match, to cost Kane the match because Kane is a part of that attack. Um, but I'm going to differ with you. I'm going to switch things up. I think Eric Rowan's going to be Big Show. I think uh, I think this is a match for Rowan to, uh, to to break out. They've they've clearly put emphasis on him and his character and separating him from the Wyatt. Um, it looked like he was going to be lost in the shuffle, but he seems to be growing in popularity, and I think, uh, you know, victory over Big Show is a good start towards his push as a singles competitor. So, I'm going Eric Rowan over Big Show. You know, it's funny, man. Like, that match for me was really difficult to call. And, uh, by the way, New Day, victorious. So, we got one right prediction under our belt. Um, Yeah, buddy. What was that? Yeah, buddy. Um. You know, it was one of the, like I looked at these two matches and I was, you know, I just was thinking, 
All right, heels winning one and faces winning the other one, and I just I was I feel so secure in the Ryback prediction that I just went with Big Show. But that 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 to me is a tough match for me to call. I mean, really, it's picking that. I mean, I'm like fifty fifty, and it's like I have to pick one. So uh, I, I'm 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 agreeing with you in a sense, even though I will stand firm on my Big Show prediction. Um, you know, Eric Rowan winning would, would not shock me even a little bit. Uh, so that should be an interesting matchup. Uh, let's see what happens as new day prances about the ring victorious, uh, in their pre-show matchup and moving through, um, you know, these other matches, uh, that we got going on and some of the, you know, the, the bigger matches. And we, and we touched on this a little bit, but, uh, tables, ladders, and chairs, Ambrose and Wyatt. Uh, wow. And, you know, and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, we try and we don't, we don't piss and moan on the show. We don't, you know, that's not our way, but we call it as we see it. And that's, that's what we do here. And we don't listen to what, what other people say. We don't listen to fans. You know, we, we have our own way of doing things here. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, what we've said as of late has been negative because that's, we call it as we see them. And we, you know, things have not been, uh, and the storytelling has not been at its best. However, you know, kudos to to Ambrose and Wyatt, uh, creative whoever's in charge of of facilitating this story. Um, everything's working here. Uh, both personalities, uh, the, the players are both uh, working here. The storyline is is working. The uh, you know the the promos back and forth between both guys working. Uh, the build has worked. Everything, you know, the characters that the both these guys have built has worked. Um, you know, Dean Ambrose, uh, people were not happy about the Shield breaking up. Best thing that could have happened for Ambrose. Uh, Bray Wyatt, interesting, you know, character was hot. Uh, character kind of, uh, you know, dropped a little bit. Now, you know, resurrected to a certain extent uh, with this program with Dean Ambrose. So, for all the negativity as far as the build, I, I think this uh, this match, everything has been there. Everything is working going into this matchup. Another, before I, I say it, I want to get your take on, you know, before I give my prediction. Um, but I'll tell you, Dave, another difficult match for me to predict because I do think that you have two guys that are at, at, at very similar spots in their career. Um, both of them could use a win. Both of them, a loss wouldn't kill them. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's a tough match to call. But going into this, this is the match that if I had to put money down, the easiest prediction for me uh, going into this pay-per-view is this, to me, is is the show stealer. There are other potentials on the card. This is a potential show stealer because I do think these guys know how to bring it in the ring, and the storyline has been there. The creative has been there. The build has been there. Um, I am so looking forward to this matchup. Uh, very difficult for me to call, though, Dave. It is very difficult. Um, you know, I, we talked about this a few months ago. We were talking about how, you know, WWE and creative need to, like, switch things up a bit. And um, at that time, you know, this was probably a few months ago, the only bright spots, uh, you know, on television were Ambrose and Wyatt. Um because their characters were were so believable. I mean, back in the Attitude Era and back in other eras, you look at guys and you looked at those characters that they were playing and you were like, that's believable. 
Nowadays, you look at guys and it's like, well, we're going to try and put him in this role, and he's going to be this. And you're optimistic, but you're not 100% on board with it. You've got to see it to believe it and see it over time. You know, Wyatt came in, and, you know, we all know that Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris at one time in the original NXT. Uh, you know, he was a part of the, the, the new CM Punk's version of the Nexus. Um, and he completely transformed himself into something, into something totally different. You know, to, spent two years in developmental honing this character and fine-tuning it so that when it comes to the main roster, it's something fresh, something different, and it's something that, you know, people could really, like, look at it and go, wow, like, like all, this, all these other guys here may look the same, but this guy looks like he's out there. Like, he's completely different from everybody else. He separates himself from the pack. And you look at him and you're like, yeah, he looks like he's a crazy son of a bitch. He looks like he could be, you know, a, a leader of a cult. Like, it's believable. He, he believes in that character so much and he plays it so well that he makes you believe it. That could be really him. And, you know, they always say in wrestling, the best character is an extension of yourself. And who knows, maybe Bray Wyatt, Husky Harris, or Rotundo, whatever his name is, that is an extension of himself. Um, now on to Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose, you know, has been an Internet darling, and he's been very popular since arriving in the WWE. He had a great role in The Shield, and he was one of the guys that, you know, I mean, we all knew he was going to be successful. I knew he was going to garner, um, you know, success in a singles role. Um, but he's really stood out from the other from the other two. You know, Rollins did the turn. Reigns was the the, the chosen one out of the three to be the, the the heir apparent to John Cena's throne. But Ambrose is the guy that really stood out from when that group broke up. He changed his look and he changed his character completely. And he's and even though he's had some elements of that lunatic fringe, unstable Dean Ambrose character in in, in uh, his, his time with the Shield, it's really come out more as as his singles run has has gone on since the breakup of the Shield. And these two are the most interesting and dynamic characters currently on the roster right now. Very compelling. Um, like you said, both guys could use a win, but both guys, their characters. They don't go by wins and losses. They go by what kind of punishment that their characters can bring in the ring to their opponent that wins and losses don't matter to them. I mean, wins and losses didn't matter to, to, to Bray Wyatt's standing when he when he had that, you know, WrestleMania feud with John Cena and then it extended into the spring. It only helped him with his association being in the ring with John Cena. So you could argue that Bray Wyatt could lose tonight's match and nothing will really come of it. Um, you could argue that Dean Ambrose could win tonight's match because Ambrose has been on, I would say, since the Shield breakup. Yes, his character's been very popular, but he's been on the string of bad luck. His best friend turned on him. He's been trying to get after his best friend for months, Seth Rollins. Couldn't do it, couldn't do it. His best friend, you know, Seth Rollins takes him out. He comes back. He wants that one-on-one match with Rollins inside the cell. He finally gets it. And then all of a sudden, Wyatt spoils it for him because Wyatt wants to save Dean Ambrose from all the pain and torture he's been going through his entire life. So there's so many arguments that you could make for why a guy could win or lose. Um, 
I, I'm going to go with Ambrose in this match. I think Ambrose probably needs the win more than, uh, than, than Wyatt does. And, you know, for some of you out there that are listening, the rumors on the dirt sheet, the rumors, you know, this past weekend were that WWE has plans to do Bray Wyatt and Undertaker at WrestleMania next year in California. That's if Undertaker is to, is to uh, you know, agree to return for another match. Win or lose, Wyatt doesn't need, you know, Wyatt's going into a match with Undertaker. This win here for Ambrose would help him. Wyatt doesn't need that going into a match with Undertaker. His character is so dark and twisted and demented that him losing TLC isn't going to affect his standing going into a match with Undertaker. So, um, it's going to be, it's, I think it's going to be the show stealer of the night. And like I said earlier in the show, with the success, of NXT take uh, the the R Evolution show the other night. I believe that there's a good chance we could see Wyatt Ambrose steal the show and be the main event, the last match on the show um, to close out 2014 for WWE pay-per-views. Just based on the fact that wrestling fans would want to see it. It's fresh. It's different. And they they obviously WWE does not like it when the audience hijacks the show like they did earlier this year at the Royal Rumble when Batista won and Daniel Bryan wasn't involved in the match. Lord knows what's going to happen when John Cena is in the main event of another pay-per-view. So um, on the heels of everything that's taken place the past few days with the network and uh, NXT, we could see Ambrose and, and Wyatt headline this show tonight. So um, it's going to be a, a great match, tons of spots. Uh, tables, ladders, and chairs galore. It's going to be one for the ages. Uh, I, I truly believe that because these two guys are looking to really make a mark for themselves in singles action and in the main event in WWE. I agree. I mean, this, I think this is going to be a phenomenal match. I don't think there's any two ways. You know, it's just I, I would be shocked if this match doesn't show, steal the show. I mean, I, I'm just so looking forward to this matchup. Uh, you know, it's interesting when I when I'm going through it and trying to figure out my prediction and. You know, it, it like Bray Wyatt won at Survivor Series via disqualification, and you know Wyatt won, but Ambrose looked strong at at the end of the match, and and that's really where you know it, it's tough for me. Like, do we want to see Bray Wyatt look strong, but then Bray Wyatt would have two victories? Um, so I am, le- and I'm right with you. And it, this is another match very difficult for me to predict, but. I'm going to go with Ambrose as well, um, only for the, the, the simple reason that um, they have this will be their, their they'll have a match. You can have a pay per view trilogy. You need one win apiece for for a third match. Um, so I I look at this as a uh, you know Dean Ambrose uh, he comes up victorious. Um, I think this is going to be. Uh, I mean I don't care like they could have the two of them wind up unconscious and and no one wins. It's a draw. Whatever the case is, but this is. This is going to be an absolute show stealer between these two guys. I cannot wait to see this matchup. Um, I, I, you know, it's funny that with the WWE, I'd love to predict something outside the box. I would love to see this headline. I, I, I tend to doubt it, to be honest with you, Dave. Love to see it, but I think our main event and and what the the, the last match that we're we're discussing, um, you know, interesting stuff. And we hit on a little bit earlier, weird kind of thing that like, hey, you get the 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 uh, you know the governing body out of power that has been screwing you over, and then immediately uh, there's a governing body that's screwing you over. Um, you know that's just weird. But John Cena, uh, not to be the number one contender anymore, 
if he is to lose this match against Seth Rollins. Um, interesting stuff. What do we see out of this matchup? Uh, a table match, which is I always find a table match intriguing because um, in the context of the storyline, you can just fall through a table accidentally. Um, it's interesting. Do we see Bully Ray show up tonight and get the tables? Um, you know, again, tend to doubt that. Uh, tough match to call because you got the golden boy, John Cena, who, uh, you know, seems to, as, as Seth Rollins said, uh, get through every obstacle that he is meant to get through. Um, but, you know, I, I struggle with this, Dave, when I predict these things because there's what I want to see and what I think the WWE will do. Um, you know, what? we got less than four minutes left. Might as well get my prediction out there. I think we're gonna we're gonna see something different. I don't need to see Lesnar Cena again. Um, I think a lot of fans would think that way. And you know what? It's time for the WWE to change it up. Maybe we have something screwy happen, and somebody screws over Cena in some way, shape, or form, which parlays Cena into another feud, getting him away from the title. I think we're gonna see Seth Rollins victorious tonight. Wow. You know, I, that's the direction I want to go in because I want to see something different. Like I, like you said, you, you, you're torn between what you want to see and what you think WWE is going to put out there as the final product. And um, like I had mentioned earlier, the, the, the wording and the verbiage in the promo on Friday night with Rollins was, you know, 99 out of 100, you back up what you say. Whatever you say, you do. You know, you're a big match player. And JBL you know, tended to agree with that. Um, and they really put the emphasis on that. And when they do stuff like that in promos and leading up to pay-per-view matches, it tends to, depending on the direction that you think or it's rumored that the character is going to go, if you, you know, you kind of have an idea where they're going. And part of me wants to think that Cena's going to lose his title shot tonight. Um, but... The other part of me is like they they always have a tendency to just stay you know stay the norm and do you know do the you know they they've always protected Cena and granted Cena had that last match with Lesnar at United Champions it wasn't anything special it was a solid match but um, you know he never got that rematch that you know he so rightfully deserved because Rollins interfered so and I think that they're going to try and honor that um, well, I would love to see. Cena lose, and maybe lose because Orton returns and tries to go after Rollins, and inadvertently Cena somehow gets put through a table, um, and then that's how you set up, uh, you know, the, you know Lesnar defending the WWE Championship in the Royal Rumble match, being forced by whoever the GM is of Raw to put the title on the line in the Royal Rumble match, making it a very you know prestigious Royal Rumble and. And then that's how Cena gets his chance at the title again, at the end of the Royal Rumble, um, and just do something different. But I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the safe bet here. And the last time I went with this safe bet was, you know, five years ago at the first TLC event when I thought Cena was gonna beat Sheamus. Um, but I'm gonna go with the safe bet again. I'm gonna go with John Cena. I, I, I they always have a tendency for, you know. Uh, December pay-per-views, especially around the holidays. They want that feel-good moment to end the show. Babyface usually goes over. Kind of have the feeling that's going to happen tonight with Cena. Um, 
and I think it's going to be. I think you'll see some some interference of some kind. I heard a rumor there's a chance that Roman Reigns could um, make an appearance tonight. Uh, you know, possibly involved in this match because he's got some some beef with Seth Rollins. But uh, you know, I don't know. I think we'll see some some shadiness from from Rollins and his group and. So yeah, Cena wins. That, that's my prediction. Interesting. So we both differ on that. It is time for TLC, guys. Be sure to tune in tomorrow night. Our year-end special. It's going to be a great show for Dave. I am Ken. Enjoy TLC. Talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. <laughs>